Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Power of Words, series, Shir number 14. Children need to be taught at a very early age, very early age, that it is wrong to tease, to mock, to jeer, to laugh at another child. Some children actually act like that. They act, they literally act like they're terrorists, like they're cruel tormentors. You know, it's on a smaller level because they're little kids. But that's what they're doing. And even the children of the kindest and gentlest parents can at times say things to other children that hurt them deeply. So any parent whose child expresses fears of being laughed at can see that consequence of the other person's children they know as the Parents who had milder-mannered children that were bullied in school, for example. By the way, this is not written in the book, but this bullying is a magefa. It's a magefa, and it and and it it is. You hear sometimes in the secular world, where a a, a thirteen year old, it was recently thirteen, or maybe she was even thirteen year old girl, was he was either just through the Facebook lashon hara of Einas Tavarim there that they what they said about this person, and the girl hanged herself. Um, other cases also where they, 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 they were bullied, beaten up, and, and the school cameras caught it. And she took her own life. So people who say, you know, oh, well, you know get over it, you know, uh, words can't hurt you or grow up, you see, it's not like that. The Torah would not give such a had gosha. The Chafetz Chaim wouldn't have such a safer with so much emphasis on the Koyach Adibur if it wouldn't have that power. It's not an overreaction. And you're not being paranoid or hysterical when you actually say that your words could literally kill somebody. It's not, a, it's not an overstatement. It's true. So that's very, very important. The concept of Inaz Dvarim needs to be taught to in a way that will increase a child's compassion for others using sarcasm and insulting a child for Devarim will teach him the wrong lesson so now others think about it if you're sarcastic to your own child or Rebbe sarcastic to Talmud you're teaching him while so you think you're correcting his behavior what you're really doing is you're teaching him poison They'll correct that behavior, but you're actually educating this. I'm teaching you a poisonous way to give muster or to discipline or to educate. Mitzvah haba So that's very, very important. It's like, so here's a negative approach. Your awful child for teaching others, and if you continue this way, who knows how bad you will turn out. You, will, you, will, you have no feelings for others. Stop it already. A more positive approach would be I've seen you feel bad f- for your goldfish when they died. This shows you have feelings. When someone is teased or insulted, you can feel even worse than you did when your goldfish died. The real hero is one who has self-control. So we should work on gaining self-control. And you give them prizes for it and incentives. And that helps with the chinuch of teaching your children not to hurt with words. So without mentioning names or yeshivas, I'll tell you two observations 
of how you could use a concept and it causes hezek with the words. When I was in eighth grade in a certain yeshiva, there was a boy that was a troublemaker and somewhat troubled, and his father was a tremendous Talmud Chacham. And he misbehaved here and there. And this is the problem. The Rebbe, instead of calling him over and telling him what he had to tell him to the whole class, in front of the whole class, he said this, and he said it again and again and again. He says, you know how much agmas nefesh your father has from your behavior? And and how he, you know, he, you know and, and you have who to learn from, and you're behaving this way, do tshuva, um, 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 and, and, and he, he kept on harping on it, harping on it, harping on it the whole year. Disturbed me terribly. I didn't realize it then because I was a young kid. But so basically this, this person was killing this kid, literally murdering him in front of our eyes in the classroom. Like he was some, uh, like he was um, uh, Acher. You know, he was talking to him like he was Acher. Do tshuva, the shayur shara, you have to uproot out of it, and otherwise there's a Gehenna. You know, you know, I don't expect you to believe me, because I don't believe that I saw it myself, to be honest with you. One other incident. A Rebbe was teaching a distinction between Dairisis and the Rabbonans, right? There's Truma Dairisis, Truma the Rabbonan, Kedushin Dairaisa, Kedushin the Rabbanan, um, things that are Mutu Dairaisa, Osamid Rabbanan, the Dairaisa the Rabbanan, Dairaisa the Rabbanan things. He was teaching. But he had this thing, he used to right away, suddenly, randomly point at a Bacher, ask him a quick question on the Sugi, he had to answer right away. Usually I was pretty good at it. I was in front of the, I was in front of the Rebbe, like in the first row. So he was talking about Dairaisa the Rabbanan, Dairaisa the Rabbanan. And then, he quickly asked me the question, and I didn't know the answer. And he told me this. It's a pich, it's a genius. He told me, you're a anamo oretz midoiraisa and midorabonan. Period. Why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because this was mechalkal me for years. To be labeled in my head, even though he wanted to give me mustard, you should have been more sharp. I get it. That I'm an I'm a oretz midday raisa, but not only I'm a oretz midday raisa, I'm also an I'm a oretz midrabonan. You see, that's a hafladeka chiddush. That's a moiradeka concept. That's mamish. This is our arkiva eger. A sharfkite like like there's no sharfkite before. You were talking about the raisa and the rabonan. He had a smirk on his face, by the way, after he said it, and I still remember the smirk, like it was yesterday. You're an Amoritz, just like this Truma, you're an Amoritz, so one time, I'll be honest with you, and I'm doing this, this may go over the 10 minutes, I'm breaking my rule. Why am I saying all this? I once told years later to somebody, it was in all time. I said, I'm off the hook. You, you, you know, you, everyone says, you know, with the first thing they're going to ask you, let's say, Kavati Itam Latayra, or if you learn Mishnah, how, why didn't you learn, if you, if you learn Chumash, why didn't you learn Mishnah? If you learn Mishnah, 
why didn't you learn Gemara? If you learn Gemara, why didn't you learn it with Gemara Rashi Taisvis? So I say, I have no problem. I go up to Eidel Ma'emes after 120. Why didn't you learn? What's wrong with you? I said, no problem. I, have a, I had a big Godel B'Yisrael, a Choshev Yid, a Greyse Talmud Chacham, that paskin on me, a Psak Halacha, that I'm a, I'm a Oretz, Midday Reis and So what do you expect? Of course, I was being sarcastic. I was using the same sarcasm that he was using, which again, he taught the sarcasm. So the, I had to uproot it, or try my best to uproot it, this, this poisonous sarcasm that I learned from this Rebbe, the same time I learned from this Rebbe to learn how to learn with a sharfkite. You know, it's, it's sort of like, you know, mixing poison with, 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 with medicine that could save your life sort of thing. I'm just repeating this to tell all of you, when you talk to your children, when you talk to your Talmidim, think. Think of the ramification of what you're doing. Think of the ramification of what you're doing. That is the key. And that is the Yisait. All of you have been hurt by life and you have to overcome it. I had a chryas to overcome this. I, I had an achrayas to learn my lessons from it. And I had, it was hard, but I had to uproot from me that I can't use this as an excuse. If I'm tired, I'm not in the mood of learning. And I, I, in my head it says, I'm okay, no problem. I'm That is wrong. That is wrong. I can't use that negative experience to make excuses in my life to do whatever I want. I'm not allowed to do that. I'm not allowed to do that. Sometimes I did that, to be honest with you. But, but, but again, so I am, a, I am responsible not to take that negative experience and use it to ruin myself even more, but I also want to emphasize what a lifnei iver this Rebbe did. To say that word because he wanted to be sharp and not thinking about the Talmud. And by the way, this is not unique. I'm just picking one example of my personal experience. I watched this with my whole class. In those days, they used to hit. I was a very good boy, Baruch Hashem, and I got hit very rarely. And Bamash, it's a Pella. I think it's a nice nigla that when I was fifth grade, I only got walloped maybe eight times instead of the average, which was about 48 times by sixth grade. So, Lamaisa, uh, you know, I should, I should, every time I remember that, I have to ask a Shiloh whether I should say, Baruch Sha'asa Nisim. But there was one person in the, there was one person there, a, a classmate of mine, he's now a Rav, who he never got hit before. And there was a sixth grade Rebbe that because people were talking about it, that this kid is so good that he didn't get hit at all. This Rebbe in his brain said, I don't want this, this kid to become a Balgaiva or whatever he was thinking in his head. So I remember this like, like it was yesterday. The door, the recess bell rang and this boy, who was the best boy in the class, he rushed like a beeline to the first one to get to the door. Uh, to get out for recess. Terrible avla. 
he went to him, he smacked him across the face. That that Roshim, the red mark that he had to show that, he, and everyone was in shock. This kach v'kach person got hit for the first time in this yeshiva. The one who broke the record that never never got hit, which is a pile ploim, this Rebbe hit him. That mark was on his face for two weeks. His father, who was lifting young, but he saw this, he, he, he was like very disturbed by it. Anyway, years later, I'm not close with this, this boy, but we meet by a Shabbos table, we schmooze, and I said, I remember an incident, and I related this incident. He was in shock. How do you remember this? That's when he told me his father was upset. When, 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 you know, when you hit somebody and the mark is staying there for two weeks, there's something off. But he said, how, how, how do you remember this? But it, it bothered him a lot. But he had discovered, say, I'm not using this as an excuse. I'm not going to get bitter. I'm going to grow. But bottom line is the original Yisoy that we said, you teach children, but you teach them, number one, never to do this. And I'm probably this, just going to say, Second Seder, take away an hour from Second Seder and make it mandatory between three to six. Second Seder, be mafsik in the middle from four to five every single day. And you have a person come up that knows what he's doing and he tells everyone all these things about Ainos Dvarim and about treating people with respect and we're trying to understand people, that's what you do. Bracha